Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and royal watcher. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, and anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. And each day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's stories, and sorry again for the mic quality. This is my last day being away from home, so hopefully all the other episodes for the rest of 365 Days with MXM Tune will be recorded on the same microphone. All right, let's get into it. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. On this day in 1997, the death of Princess Diana shook the world. She was the ex-wife of England's future king and was only 36 years old. In her life, she was one of the most beloved royals of all time. She was known everywhere as the People's Princess. Her death was a tragic accident that left two young children without their mother and millions of people around the world grieving. But many people thought that there was more to the tragedy than met the eye. Conspiracy theories immediately went wild, claiming that Diana's death wasn't an accident at all. But is there any merit to the theories? Let's reverse. Princess Diana was born to a wealthy, aristocratic family in England. She was an accomplished musician, athlete, and dancer growing up. Diana met her future husband and England's future king when she was only 16, and when he was 29. Uh, yikes much, but anyways, I guess that happened pretty frequently. They didn't start dating until three years later, when she was 18 and he was 31, but still, by 2021 standards, that's pretty questionable. They married a year later in 1981, and the wedding was a huge deal. People hadn't seen a royal heir get married in decades. It was called a fairy tale wedding, and 750 million people watched it on TV, and 600,000 lined the streets of London to see them pass by. Diana quickly charmed the world with her warm and personable style, which was so different from the stiff, aloof nature of the royal family. She would walk out amongst crowds. She would hug children, smile, and wave at people. She and Charles had two children, Prince William and Prince Harry, and she was an outwardly affectionate mother to both of them. She did charity work and focused on HIV and AIDS and cancer. In the 80s, AIDS was even more stigmatized than it is today, and people believed all sorts of nonsense about how it could be passed on. Diana would openly hold hands with and hug AIDS patients to help destigmatize the disease. She made people feel loved, and they loved her back. Unfortunately, her marriage wasn't going so well. It turned out that Charles was having an affair with the sweetheart from his college days, Camilla Parker Bowles. Plot twist, he's married to her now. They got married in 2005, eight years after Diana's death, but back in the 80s and 90s, the heir to the throne was not allowed to get divorced. In a controversial and shocking interview, Diana openly told the world about their marriage problems and that both of them had other sexual relationships. 
The interview seemed to put the royal family over the edge, and the queen allowed them to separate. They finally got their divorce finalized in 1996. That famous interview is controversial now because in 2020, we found out that that interviewer may have lied to Diana to scare her into talking. But what was significant about the interview then was that she told her story for the very first time. She explained what a cruel marriage she was in, how much pressure the royal family put on her, and how little support they gave her. She also discussed her own mental health struggles openly. She struggled with intense anxiety, depression, disordered eating, self-harm. This was well before public figures were speaking openly about mental health. She was a groundbreaker in that sense. People thought, oh wow, if a real-life princess can feel the way that I feel, maybe I'm not crazy after all. Maybe I, too, deserve help. You may have heard some comparisons between this Diana interview and the recent interview between Oprah and Meghan Markle, the American actress who married Diana's son, Prince Harry. Meghan and Prince Harry both spoke of very similar neglect and oppression under the thumb of the royal family. Harry chillingly said, I didn't want to see history repeat itself, referring to his mother. While the interview was somewhat controversial, it was another watershed moment for people to get a peek into royal life and see how mental health affects all of us, no matter our station in life. But back to Princess Diana. After the divorce, she was able to live her own life, but she couldn't escape the paparazzi. This was the height of tabloid culture and invasive paparazzi tactics. Social media and personal cell phones didn't really exist yet, so photos of the royals could fetch a pretty penny. Paparazzi would chase Diana while she had her kids with her, try to get photos of her changing, and basically never leave her alone. But then, on August 31st, 1997, a year after her divorce, her final run-in with the paparazzi turned fatal. She and her boyfriend were driving in Paris when the paparazzi started following them. Diana's driver was intoxicated, driving too fast, and they crashed while going through a tunnel. Diana and her boyfriend both died. The world reacted in shock and grief. Her funeral was broadcast live, and it drew the largest TV audience of all time, still to this day. An estimated 2.5 billion people watched and cried. That's over 40% of the world's population at the time. Of course, conspiracies around Diana's death immediately began to take hold. Some theories became so prominent that the UK police had to launch an entire investigation to ensure that they weren't true. The report looked at 175 different theories and found them all to be false. But recently, a lot of them have surged back to popularity when a few TikTokers got them trending. Here are two of the most prominent theories. The theory that Diana was pregnant. In this theory, Diana was secretly pregnant with her boyfriend's child. Her boyfriend was an Egyptian Muslim, and some people believed that this would be undesirable to the British monarchy, and so they had her killed. Horrible. And the second, according to royal rules, Prince Charles couldn't marry again while his ex-wife was still living. Diana herself actually thought that they were trying to kill her, so Charles and Camilla could marry. She even wrote a letter saying that she thought they were plotting her death by a car accident. She said it was, to quote, make the path clear for Charles to marry. None of these theories have proved to have any truth to them. The truth behind the conspiracies may be more simple, that it's almost impossibly difficult to accept the death of someone we love. 
Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Now, let's talk about music. On August 31st, 2004, the punk band Green Day released their smash hit single, American Idiot, three weeks before the release of their seventh studio album, also called American Idiot. The band calls the album a punk rock opera, and it follows a single character named Jesus of Suburbia who is a depressed white boy living in the suburbs. The character shares the band's and the millennial generation's disillusionment at the time. They were coming of an age after... 9-11 and during the Iraq war, and we're starting to feel that the American dream wasn't all it was cracked up to be. The song American Idiot is a political protest song written by the band's frontman, Billy Joe Armstrong. He wrote it in response to what he was seeing in the American media, especially Fox News. He believed cable news was becoming more like reality TV and was turning Americans into, well, idiots. The song was an immediate hit and received four Grammy Awards. It's now one of the band's most recognizable songs. And now for today's final segment, I'm going to be going back into my own photo archive to see what I was up to on an August 31st in my life. So I actually don't even think I'm going to go into my photo archives today because I have something that directly relates to our music fact of the day, and it is a connection that I personally have to Billy Joe Armstrong. I used to play in a band with one of his kids. And so Billy Joe Armstrong himself would come to our tech rehearsals and like help sometimes in getting our like mics dialed in. But at that point, I don't think I was a really aware enough person of the impact of Green Day or how massive they were. I did know that they were famous, but I don't think I quite understood or could grasp the scale. So if I could go back in time and just be like, I can't believe Billy Joe Armstrong is like literally here helping me with the tech rehearsal for my band's performance. I don't even know what I would do if I could understand that experience on, on a different level. But yes, I, I have met Billy Joe Armstrong. He has helped me set up a mic before and helped my band make our shows sound semi-decent. <laughs> Thanks so much for going back in time with me. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM2 new facts every day so don't leave too soon i'm gonna teach you stuff no it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's 365